Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. The show has started. No show. Paul. No Paul. No Paul. This 10-pound ass is dropping to the flow. Paul is uh, sick. Very sick. Deadly sick. Apparently too sick to record. Even well, though I wasn't going to be around pizza him. thing tonight. It is a good thing we didn't do the pizza thing tonight. Actually, so, yeah, originally we were going to test the four pizzas, the four mainstream uh, pizzas, and we were going to see uh, which was the best, do a blind taste test. I, and I also was going to do a little trivia with you and Paul, so Well, it's I thought we were going to try and find out which one was the worst. I wouldn't call well, both. any of them the best. Well, we're, it's going to be both, right? I mean, it's going to be what... Cause it, what's the best of the worst? What's the best of the worst, yes. The best of the chains, yeah, I would say the best. The, what, what is the one you want to avoid? What is the one if you have to pick between the four? What are you going to go with? What's the ideal scenario? Yeah, I'm saying Domino's is coming in last for me. Yeah, and there we go. And, and we'll, if we'll I'm wrong out. and it ends up being in first, well, you guys can all officially call me like a bullshitter. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, Pat. What? So you said you were at a, a wedding this past week? Yeah, my buddy Robert got married. Um, this was the first wedding I went to when it was a whole one degree outside. Oh, God. So, yeah, I can't imagine what taking those um, bridal party pictures had to be like. No kidding. But um, one of my friends actually wanted to smoke a cigar with me. He was in the bridal party. Like, brought, like, his fancy, like, um, cigar holder that had, like, his initials on it and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right. You know, I haven't seen you in a while. We'll go out and do it. I swear to God, we were, like, two minutes into this, and I was like, this is such a bad decision. Yeah, fuck this. Like, <laughs> my my ears are killing me already and we've you know it's not even like we're just standing there like i literally got this thing lit on fire right in front of me and it was still just like unbearable and i was like (laughs) i can't waste it so i like put it out in the snow and put the fucking thing in my pocket and um i still have it right now um Maybe uh, the weather's not much better right now. I mean, it's more snowing than cold, but yeah. I don't know when this thing's going to be put into use. Yeah. For those that don't know, it snowed like a crazy amount in Chicago. And so, yeah, we were We so got like another foot after getting like a foot a week ago. It, it is funny seeing some of these videos where like pictures like, this is the most snow I remember in a very long time. Because uh, it's actually been not a lot. It has not snowed a lot the past couple winters. And this no, time, I, I keep telling everybody, and like this winter wasn't even that bad. But we've got an entire Chicago winter in like the past two weeks. That's what it is. It's all with been like, February yeah. with like the cold and the snow. Like yeah. it didn't do jacks, you know, jack shit in January or December. Yeah, it was exactly. completely fine. And then all of a sudden, we're just getting fucked left and right. I mean, somebody who doesn't own a car like me and has to go out and go grocery shopping and stuff, yeah. it has sucked. 
past couple weeks. Yeah, but the car scenario is not much better because, I mean, people that park on the street. Oh, yeah, I I certainly don't miss that. I saw a bunch of people trying to, you know, um, brush the snow off their car today or shovel it out of their spot and put the, you know, picnic chairs in their spot once they got out. That whole thing is so interesting. It's such a Chicago thing that the making the dibs on the street with you'll put in like some sort of. And it seems like it's a lose lose because people get pissed off when you do it and they also get pissed off if you move their spots. Oh, yeah. I, you know, that's interesting. I don't know if they actually do that anywhere else. I've never seen that, like, on, like, any of the bar stools or anything no. like that. No. And, and luckily, I've never had to be in that scenario. Like I said, the first thing I did when I moved to the city with my car is I got a parking spot because I was seeing how, how much time my roommate was spending looking for spots. And I'm like, how much is my time is it worth it to find a spot every day? And yeah. I calculated that out, and I decided, well, this is how much I want to spend on a parking spot, even though it's stupid to spend, you know, 175 bucks a month on a parking spot. It's so worth it, my time. Well, so I grew up just outside of the city. I lived in the suburbs. We yeah. had a driveway. Never never was a thing. Exactly. My girlfriend, in, my girlfriend in high school lived in the city. And so that was the first time I ever saw that. And I remember as like a teenager being like, wow, that's super petty. Why can't you just you know, park around the block. Yeah. But at the same time, imagine like spending 30 minutes, like shoveling a certain area yeah. and it's just to get your car out. And then somebody takes your spot right exactly. away. So I get it now as an adult. Yeah. And you don't want to base your, this is what people don't, there's a fine line between, between like saving your money, being cheap and realizing how much time, you know, you're, you're worth basically like my roommate, Dave, shout out to Dave, you know, there'd be times, and this is not just him. This is like everybody. If you have a very good spot, there's times you want to go do something, but hey, I've got a really good spot. I'm just going to Uber there or I'm not going to leave because you know I'm not going to go anywhere because I have a really good spot. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> like for me now, I don't even think twice. If I want to go grab groceries at eight o'clock, I'm going to go grab my car, go over there. Like I don't want it. I don't want me to base my life around something that's going to cost me five bucks a day. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. To, I do. And when I had a car and I lived in my last apartment, which was in Pilsen, um, that actually came back to bite me one time because I had a spot and it snowed like a fuck ton and I didn't want to move my car. Yeah. And so then when I had to actually move my car, um, my tires were frozen to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) All I had was like a shovel that like the end of it was plastic. Yes. And yes, so like yes. I'm beating the shit out of this ice with like a shovel that's about yeah. to break. And it took me like an hour and a half to get out of that spot. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the issue that I have. I have, I have a, a little metal one in the back of my car for that purpose. But like I had to do it the other day where I, I my parking spot, but it is on the roof of a garage. So I still, it still snows on it. And if you're not in that spot while it snows, then you've just got a ton of snow in your spot and you're going to be able to shovel that out. So the problem is that where do you shovel snow in a parking lot? You know, like <laughs> there's no, there's no like, you know, I know where to throw the snow. So I basically just threw it against the wall that my spot is against. And so now it just takes away like a quarter of my parking spot. And so now I'm just like, now my car's just sticking out really far from this. You know, it's, it's like, it's a lose, lose, no matter what you do. Yeah. Just winter horror stories. Winter I mean, I was stories. literally walking to the store um, last time it snowed and this guy just like completely oblivious. It's like a teenager somehow has a snowblower. I don't know if like it, I never had one of those growing up, so no. I don't even know how to use one right now. But imagine like a teenager who probably can't drive a car doing a snowblower. Yeah. Literally just like 
sprayed snow like all over me like i didn't stop he didn't stop and i was like is this fucker gonna like let me go by and (laughs) like he was just completely oblivious (laughs) so i just got wrecked by him no kidding so with the wedding pet we're so like it's cold outside but you're inside 90 percent. you know basically the full time right so it's not really a big deal yeah the other thing is like i um i feel like i should quarantine because there was 250 people at this thing. Where was it? Nobody was wearing masks. Nobody was wearing masks. Where was it? It was um, it was in Hickory Hills, and um, you had to wear a mask in a common area. The common area is literally like you need to go get your coat, or you have to go to the restroom, like yeah, in yeah. the main ballroom. There's 250 people in there. Nobody was wearing one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was insane. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you know it's like. And that's, I've been in that same scenario, and it's like, yeah, could I sit there and freak out and be like, hey, this is probably not the safest place for me to be at? It's like, yes, but I'm like, you know what, you're there. Be a little careful the next few days, right? I mean, it's, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? You're not going to knock on your friends. People ask me if I was worried and stuff, and it's like, yeah. you know, I'm not worried about me. I just yeah. don't want to give it to anybody else. That's, that's what it you is, know? right? So you be careful the next couple days, and you're just, you know, that's a Everybody's got a mask I've had, had no problem wearing a mask or things like that, or being careful or things like that. It's, I think what bothers me and what bothers a lot of people is just like the inconsistencies and the, the rules that make no sense. You know, when there's just stuff that like when data finds out one thing and then they just double down on that, they're finding out the lockdown was not a great idea. And we should have basically been with masks the whole time and things like that. And it just, and then you see places that like double down on those rules, even after the data is out. And, uh, you, you want to know what the only rule that makes zero sense to me, I still don't understand. And I don't mean to sound like a total booze hound yeah. here, but I don't understand how not selling liquor after 9 PM is stopping the virus. I still just well, don't get that. It wasn't, it wasn't about, and this is what the same thing happened, uh, Pat with California. Uh, they, they shut down the outdoor dining. And, uh, the reason I know about a lot of with California law and stuff like that, I listen to Mark Garrigus, uh, his podcast audit. He owns, he's a big lawyer that owns a bunch of restaurants. So he sued, the state of California, or at least Los Angeles County, on closing outdoor dining, and this is this. It's the same reason with the with the liquor laws, is my thought. Um, but he was like, "Hey, there's no data that suggests that coronavirus has passed. You know, with outdoor dining, why did you shut down outdoor dining again in Los Angeles?" And they basically had a bunch of time to come up with data as to why they were doing that. They could not come up with the data, and they ended up saying, "Well, we didn't close it down so people would get coronavirus. We just didn't want people to be outside." Like we didn't want people to congregate. And so shutting down restaurants was their way of stopping people from congregating. It's the same thing with alcohol. Like it's like if you shut down alcohol sales, you're going to have less parties, things like that. People aren't going to be congregating. It's not like, you know, there's some sort of it's not like the virus is in alcohol. But it's not even like like a whole bar thing. It's like if you're going to shut down shopping for a particular item, just shut down shopping in general at that time. Yeah. And that's what that's what people are upset about. It's the inconsistencies. It's not. In certain, obviously, there are people that are crazy and just like this, you know, like, you know, being anti-maskers, thing, you know, people that are just anti-government or things like that in general. But to me, it's just what I'm mad at is not so much anything in particular. It's just like the, the inconsistencies in the, the local government, the federal government, everybody just being super inconsistent and super illogical with a lot of the stuff that they've decided to do. Um, yeah. And I mean, here's my thing. I'll be honest with you. The day that I probably consume the most beers is typically a Sunday, just because I get like the Sunday scaries. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to work the next day and stuff. Yeah. And so I've gone to family events and stuff. And then I got back and it's like nine o'clock and I'm like, oh, well, 
I guess I'll just hang out. <laughs> you can't even drink by yourself, Pat. What kind of world are we in? Oh, man. It's so sad, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no. Yeah. So I was going to break this news wedding related, Pat. I was going to break this news with Steed on the show, um, but I actually got engaged over the past weekend. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I am serious. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Where'd you do it? I did it at the spot where we had our first date. Uh, it's called Theater on the Lake. Aww. Yeah. So, hey, wait. So it was on a boat? Didn't no, you tell no, me you no. Met her on a boat? Theater on the Lake. So, oh, I met her on a boat, but we had our first date at Theater on the Lake. It's on, uh, It's basically like right on the lake in Lake Michigan in downtown Chicago. Um, <clears throat> that's awesome. Are you going to have a Chub Step wedding? Chub Step wedding. That's right. I'm going to do it in a live. I- Live podcast from the wedding. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'll be doing a yeah, live podcast from the wedding. I want the live whole thing to be. Yeah, that would go over great. Uh, but yeah, so that was. That's uh, cool, man. Thank you. Happy for you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What I did realize, and I kind of knew this going into it, but I realized it even more after the fact, is that you have to. How you ask is important only because apparently she's going to be telling that story to everybody. And everybody's going to be asking you that. So I'm glad I didn't do something a little bit less thoughtful or something like that. Right. Like, so <laughs> when I went to, when I went to the restaurant, like I went there like a day before to get a certain table. Um, and when I told the hostess this and she said, oh, my boyfriend just proposed to me in the back porch of some cabin. This is so much better what you're doing. Like that made me realize <laughs> <laughs> that made me realize that, it's like thanks for the pity story <laughs> well it was it, yeah exactly and i was like well at least you got engaged first of all secondly like that's that's the guy's response right that's my initial thought well you should just be happy you were engaged but like girls they think about the you know there's a lot more into the story and all that kind of stuff uh and so, so wait, luckily not just me you have to tell the listeners were there like a bunch of people there watching you no so i didn't want i and i could tell she I, I, my thought is that she was not that type of girl either. Like I didn't hire a photographer. I didn't make my whole family around and do that sort of thing. My, my thought was to do it more in a secluded type of thing. Like, uh, you know, it's a spot where we had our first date and then I did it where we first saw each other as we were walking in. So it was kind of like in the entrance way of the thing. And there was not a lot of people around. I think, you know, maybe a few people saw it, but I, I didn't, it wasn't meant to, it was supposed to be more like a intimate thing, not like a big event type of thing in my that's what my goal was. Um, so a, a few people did see us and said congratulations as we were walking out. But um, yeah, not like a, you should have you should have fucked with them. Been like she said no. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yes. The people that I did tell, I actually took a picture of her pointing her thumb down, and then I just sent a text <laughs> to people and said she said no. That was my uh, <laughs> that was my way of telling people via text message. Uh, congratulations! Yeah. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, that was my, that was my big news, but it, it also led me to another thing here, which was recommendations. And I, and there's a weird thing, Pat, I don't know how you are with recommendations. I make recommendations to people all the time. And I would say vast majority of the time, people just ignore those recommendations. They never follow up on those, uh, it's like being your favorite bar in Las Vegas. Well, that's okay. That's a little different. I, there, there's different scenarios. That one was not close to my favorite bar was like, if you happen to be in that area, you know, go to that. It wasn't like 
I, I didn't expect, and also that's not a very typical Las Vegas thing. Like it, it's a, it's a local bar. It's a very cool local bar, but it's not like, it wouldn't be like, Hey, go to the Cosmopolitan or something. You know, that's like a major place. Like if you, if you were right next to it and just didn't go in and it's also different when you're in a group type scenario, I'm going to give you some examples of, of recommendations that we've given out. Um, in Minnesota, there's this place called China, Chino Latino. It actually used to be in there until, uh, the, the riots and the pandemic hit the, downtown restaurant area in Minneapolis very hard. So the place is actually no longer in business. Um, but it was a very good Chinese slash Mexican fusion place. And we told my, my, uh, we basically told my sister, my sister was going there and we said, Hey, get this. Uh, there's a certain dish to get there, right? It was banana boat chicken. We said, if you go to, please go to the restaurant. It's the best restaurant in Minneapolis. Get the banana boat chicken. My sister goes to the restaurant, so takes one recommendation, and then gets, like, sushi. And then, and then she's like, oh, yeah, we had it. It wasn't that good. And I'm like, you know, we were both pissed off. We're like, that's not why we, we didn't tell you to go there and get sushi. Like, nobody said, you know, like, so that's, like, that was one thing. You get sushi, like, back home. Exactly. It's not like, you know, was like, you're in, like, Japan exactly. or something. This was, like, a very unique dish. You know, it's like a it's like a fried chicken with like a passion fruit sauce, and it's like this crazy. It's a very cool dish, and then she gets like sushi, and is like, oh, it's not that great. It's like, okay, we didn't even get the. <laughs> That's then, like when I went to Nashville and we got tacos instead of yeah. like the hot chicken. Exactly. Like if exactly. you're in town, you got to get like the thing they're known for. Yes, and so like, but this kind of thing happens all the time, and it brought me up because the theater on like I've recommended theater on the lake to people for two and a half years since I've been going there. I've in I've probably brought it up to no less than twenty different people, twenty different couples. None of them have ever gone, and it's it's just like one of those things where like, I, and and this happened. This is just two examples. I have fifty. Well, I'll tell of these you what, examples. Jared. If I'm ever in Minneapolis, I'll take my imaginary girlfriend there and I'll get. The well, you can't go to Chino Latino. You can't go to Chino Latino. Oh, it's closed. closed. Yeah, that's right. Yes, um, but uh, what I can do for you, Pat, is I found a copycat recipe. I can give you the dinner of a lifetime, and I'll make it for you uh, in my place. So. I society. No, but in reality, I, I just fi- I feel like people do things. So, like when I get a recommendation, to somebody I take that very seriously. I get a recommendation on stocks. I get a recommendation on a stock today from a friend of mine. You know what? What did I do? I f- I bought a bunch of shares of it. Why? Because I trust him. Did you invest in Bitcoin? I have I have like half of my retirement savings in Bitcoin, and <laughs> and all my people are saying it's a horrible decision, except for my brother. Who, uh, who who I stand, I took his recommendation, so I'm staying with it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, when I hear something, I, I assume that that person isn't telling me that to screw me over. They're telling me that because they've had some good experience or they've got some good idea or something like that. So I am, you know, I usually follow that pretty heavily unless there's a good reason that I'm not doing that. And that just is, uh, I just feel like a lot of people don't put enough weight into when somebody recommends something to you. No, I get it. I'd be pissed off if, like, I gave somebody, like, um, you know, a background story and, like, advice and directions, and then they just totally, you know, do the opposite. Yes. It's like, okay, so I guess you don't take my opinion seriously. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Way to go, L. Way to go, L. Way to go. <laughs> uh, what's something else you get to, Pat? Uh, you ever get, like, a song stuck in your head and it's just, like, you don't know how to get rid of it? Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I had a friend of mine. So I actually like these kind of videos. They're um, they're like mashups where it's like basically like the lyrics of one song are playing, but the background is like another song. Mm-hmm. 
And so this one's kind of like, I don't know who had enough time to put these two songs together, but it's called Spice Knot. It's um, Spice Girls with Slipknot. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Spice Girls song is in the background, If You Want to Be My Lover. Oh, yeah. The Slipknot song is called Sulfur, which is kind of a deep cut coming from a fan. Like, you would never have heard that, like, on alternative radio or anything. But it's yeah. called, If You Want to Breathe My Sulfur... And so I listened to this thing twice just because I thought it was hilarious. And for like three days, I cannot get this part of the song where it's like, slam your body down and wind it all around. I cannot get that out of my head. <laughs> like <laughs> every time I try and go to sleep, the fucking Spice Girls are just playing in the background. Well, it's never a song you want to be in your head. That's I think that's always the problem with the song getting stuck in your head, right? It's never one of your favorite songs. It's always something you don't want in your head. And the last song I had stuck in my head was Your Fault. I had Kissed by a Rose by Seal that you yeah. brought it up. <laughs> so, like, the past week with music is just, like, just unreal right now. Yeah. So I got that. Um, just had to mention that. You want to do a Whole Foods product? It's been a while. Yeah, let's hear it. Chicken Caesar salad. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to see where that was going, yeah. All right. Vegan, unreal, corned deli beef sandwich seven ounces so here's my issue with this yeah. that i'll start out with then i'll let you say your piece first of all it says it's vegan then it says it's beef in the middle there it says it's unreal makes sense so so it's a, i'm assuming it's like an artificial corned beef it's like a beyond corned yeah. beef sandwich i guess it, yeah i know what you're saying and like i really don't have a problem with but I know what you're saying. It's like, why do you have to add in, if you're saying, like, you're just adding all these extra, like, hyperbole words. It was mostly the unreal Yeah, part that's what I'm saying. You're just adding that in for, for no reason just to say how great this is. You're just trying to compensate for the fact that it's not real meat. And I wonder who their product manager is. <laughs> Get him on the show. We'll ask his, we'll ask his law behind it. The, yeah, I've, and I, I don't mind those. You've had the Beyond Burger. Those those really don't bother me, you know. No, they're expensive. They actually sell them at the grocery store out by me. Yeah. The Two pro- patties, $7. Yeah, th- then that's the problem. They, they had to get more of a mass production before they can get the cost down. I, I mean, obviously, I prefer a concept where I don't have to kill a cow in order to eat my burger, right? Or to eat something, right? I prefer if an animal then die. I, who's who's not, who would choose well, to... Well, aren't you the same, aren't you the same person who said that everybody thinks that these are like sweet little farm animals and you're saying that there are like asshole animals out there so you I'm don't saying, mind eating meat? I'm saying don't Didn't assume... did you say that at one point? What I said is don't assume they're all sweet little animals. <laughs> That's all sweet I said. I'm not cow. saying, I'm saying we don't know. <laughs> I'm sure some of them are nice. I'm sure some of them are the worst animals that ever existed. I, but I'm saying, like, if I had to pick, I'd still Have rather... Have you ever met a nice chicken? No, I've never met a nice chicken. You know what? It's my favorite meat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Birds are usually mean. I did go to a petting zoo one time, and the chickens weren't the worst. They were they were kind of nice, but they probably just weren't big enough to hurt me. But I actually know somebody who I hope is not listening to the show has a pet chicken. Yeah, well, there you go. It's not a... I mean, I, there'd be definitely I've tried worse. To get, I've tried to get that person on the show. A little shy. So that's fair. Hope you're not listening. That's fair. You know that's who you fair. are. That's fair. <laughs> um, what I will say is that I don't have a problem with the with the idea of like like a fake burger or something like that. If it tastes good, I'm fine with it, right? If it like if it saves if it saves a life and it tastes good and it's just as good for you, I'm not sold on the fact that the stuff is like healthier for you or healthy. There's just so much. 
I know there's it's made from all real stuff, but there's also a lot of there's a lot of engineering that goes into something to make it taste like something that it's not. Um, but but you know I'll still eat them and stuff like that. I just yeah the, you don't need the unreal. You don't need the you know fantastic like. All right, here's my thing. Yeah. I'm gonna break this bitch like a glow stick, but I'm gonna do it in about five seconds. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just call it vegan flavored corned beef sandwich. Just call it that. There you go. That's it. Yep. That's it. Yep. Enough Whole Foods. Stop with this bullshit. These stupid ass names. I, I just, oh my God. <laughs> Whoever the product manager is, is clearly smoking pot. Yeah. Just has to give everything a s- stupid ass name. That's I, fair. I don't know. That's fair. I just solved the problem in a second. Now you don't have a dumb product being talked about on a podcast. There you go. Now we're not roasting you every day. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we have some emails here, but I think they kind of involve Paul. Let's see this. Yeah, I got to wait for Paul for these. Oh, I did have two cease and assists, Pat. Two cease and assists for two people. One, first one is for SNL. Saturday Night Live, cease and desist right now. Um, people still watch that show? I actually do watch that show every week. I skip over a lot of the stuff um, in it because it's just, it's cringeworthy a lot of the times and just not well-written in some of it. But But they still, you know, I mean, they still have some good content. The show's, to me, it's been about how it's always, always been, which is like, you'll get two to three good sketches, probably four to five bad sketch, or, you know, two to three okay ones and two to three bad sketches type of thing. But you just skip over the crap and then you, you know, you you can tell if you're going to like it in a, in a short amount of time. But I still watch it. The point is, they actually had a very funny skit about this lady getting, it was like a group of, of you know, housewives in a, in a suburban house and they had, it was one lady's birthday and they kept getting her these little signs and it was like um you know uh it was like live laugh love type signs which i just mentioned the other day oh and, speaking of live laugh love yes the wedding card i got for my buddy that's what it said on front <laughs> that's good i was like how can i not buy this card i literally exactly. wrote that in the card I exactly like, how can I not buy this card exactly so Anyway, the uh, the whole point was that they were like, basically, it started off with kind of these, like the ones that were, you know, you're not as wine as you drunk I am, or, you know, I don't know. what These ones that are like, they're sayings that, you know what I'm talking about, like these ones that are like that. And then, which is what I talked about, like, you know, those kind of signs are I'm not my, they're my favorite. But then they did have, then it get, kept getting more and more raunchy as they had them. And then there was one that I actually thought was pretty funny, and it said, I like you better when I'm effed up. <laughs> that's like it's like kind of mean when you think i know about it. that's the thing that they kept getting meaner and meaner towards the lady they basically just got to the point where they're telling her she was an alcoholic which was pretty funny yeah. um but uh that was like when i talked about there was if there was one i was gonna have it would have to be something like that which was just so ridiculous like i like you better i would have up so that was one thing i want to cease and descend them because i talked about this on the show like two weeks ago the other one and nick russo sent me this um tim heidecker uh, on his most on his recent podcast, I'm assuming it was because President's Day just happened. They talked about hottest presidents on this podcast, which I realize you might not have been a part of those episodes, Pat. But that was a topic for two weeks for me and Steed. So I would like a formal apology from SNL and Tim Heidecker <laughs> for stealing our content. Yes, I did also have a um, another f- two more follow up here. Uh, one would be that I got a voicemail. 
Uh, and it was somebody talking about, I talked about um, people uh, basically acting as telemarketers and telling and calling people, telling them that they're to about their Chubstep subscription. So I received this voicemail and I don't know well, who this is from. Here's, here's something interesting. Yeah. Do you actually get voicemails from like anybody outside of like your business click? Like, because like if I called my parents or if my parents called me and I didn't answer, they'd probably just text me, like call me yeah, back or something. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I, I typically don't leave voicemails unless it's like one of my friends that I purposely leave voicemails for. Like it has to be a specific like type of person that I would I'll do, do it. it like on the first time I call somebody just yeah. to make fun of the voicemail message that they, yeah. they've left. I'd be like, hi, this is so-and-so. I can't yeah. reach the phone right now. No, for the most part, busy doing more important shit. Exactly. For the most part, I'll just call somebody if they don't answer. I just text them. Um, but yeah, Pat, I, I almost never leave voicemails. This is one I got though. This is exactly what I was talking about. And thank you for ever called me. I don't know this number, so I appreciated it. I'm calling about your subscription to Chubstep. So it was perfect. Exactly what I needed. That's what I want. That's uh, everybody's goal for the week: call a random number, uh, ask wow, them about their subscription to Chubstep. Okay, another thing I wanted to follow up real quick on the Billy Bob Thornton that I did last week, Jane Mansfield Carr. I did forget to mention that Jane Mansfield was a real person. I actually did a little research on Jane Mansfield. Are you familiar with that name, Pat? No. Okay. Should I be? I don't, not really. I wasn't until I did some research. So her daughter is uh, Mariska Hargitay. Do you know her? She's uh, the main girl on Law and, Order, Law and Order SVU. She's been on the show since like 1999. Do you really think I watched Law and Order SVU? I don't know. I don't watch Law and Order SVU either, but I know who the girl is. I don't. Okay. Anyway, her mom was uh, Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield was a Marilyn Monroe type in the 60s, uh, 50s and 60s. Basically, Jane Mansfield Carr, it's called that because in the movie, uh, for some reason, Robert Duvall has Jane Mansfield Carr like at his property. And... What's weird about that is Jane Mansfield died in a car crash with Mariska Hargitay in the back seat, uh, like running into like a trailer or something like that. Basically got decapitated. Uh, this is a real story. And then for some reason they referenced that in this movie. And what's also weird about that, and I think the reason they did that is because the last movie, Jane Mansfield Carr with Billy Bob Thornton, was loosely based on her life. Like she, she had multiple families type of thing. Um, so I think that's why they did it. But anyway, Mariska Hargitay did not like the movie being called that because obviously she was in a car. She was three years old when her mom got basically decapitated in a car in a car crash that she was in. So she did not appreciate, you know, basically somebody making a reference yeah, to that. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up, man. Yep, I would agree. So I, I forgot that important part of it. And uh, there we go. I got uh, booze news. Oh! Uh, no, the only other stuff I was going to talk about was uh, lemon vodka from the wedding, but yeah, that's not really news. So you just you just had lemon vodka at the at the wedding. Well, no, I was going to say how that's like my kryptonite is like that homemade Polish vodka stuff. Oh yes, yes, have yes. You, have you had it? Yes, I have. I've had it three times. Every single time, I've gotten fucking annihilated. Well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> my my friend is um first generation US citizen and then uh my little sister's marrying um a Polish immigrant. So at her engagement party I had that, at her um private wedding with just the family I had that, and yeah. then I had it over the weekend. 
Dude, that stuff is just like it doesn't even taste like alcohol, and it's a hundred proof. That's the like, problem. It's yeah. just, it's insane. Yeah, and so it, it's it's rude if like you know somebody who doesn't speak English comes up to me and pours me a shot, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> just yeah, do them. like we were talking about on the phone before um we started the show. As you get older, like I can't run like I used to. Like yeah. those two day hangovers are a real thing. Yes. And, um, Man, I don't know when they started, but <laughs> I uh, don't really look forward to having any more of those. So I hope um, my sister's having an actual wedding this year. I'm hoping that's probably the last time I have that stuff for a very long time. But yes. Yeah, that's my booze news. Perfect. I'll tease it right now. What I'll do is I'll do a Billy Bob Thornton movie review. And then next week I want to talk about uh, Russo, friend of the show, Nick Russo, did a little data analysis on all the reviews that I've done between Billy Bob Thornton, Jeff Goldblum and Brendan Fraser and basically put it into how have I rated their movies over the, all I'm going to say, Pat, who would you say I gave the highest percentage of bottom tier movies to? Uh, your boy, Brendan Fraser. I, there was a lot of Sean Astin's. I remember you would actually be wrong. He actually had the least amount of bottom tiers. Goldblum. Well, no, I'm just going to save it at that. The the least amount of bottom tiers was actually Brendan Fraser, which I was surprised by that. He had, Brendan Fraser, what? 25% of the movies Brendan Fraser has been in, I gave a bottom tier. As in a rating that I would say, don't recommend this to anybody. Wasn't a fair rating scale. Well, it's, it is biased because obviously it's just me doing it. <laughs> There's no, there's no way to quantify. He's on a poster in your fucking bedroom, dude. I know, I know, I know. I got it. It's, it's Obviously, it's going to be biased, but I... I I try to tell people if it's a movie that I would say definitely don't watch it again. So I only said 25% of his were, are that bad. So I'll leave it at that. But we'll go through the data with Paul because I feel like it would be better with all of us on there. But I will review uh, Billy Bob Thornton movie review here. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. And do me a favor. Once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's like this, you can say three but not four. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino, so. Uh, Yeah, I have a I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds, anything before night, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut the up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We we took a guy who was six five and shrunk him down for the movie. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God damn it. I mean, seriously. What is he's a dwarf. Of course he's that short. That's... What kind of question is that? Am I on acid? Okay, Pat, since you mentioned you never, you didn't watch Law and Order SVU, I'm assuming you did not watch the 1986 to 1995 show called Matlock. <laughs> that would be correct. Okay. So have you ever heard of Matlock? You know what? I have heard of it, but yeah. I don't know what it is. And that's the same thing. I had heard of it. I didn't know what it I was. I feel like I've seen it on like TV Guide or something. Exactly, before. exactly. In like the throwback things. So the number. So it's starring Andy Griffith from the Andy Griffith show. So that's the show with the whistle in the intro. Yep, that is correct. Uh, so he is he is much older this hey, time. Hey, look at me go! Look at you. You're you're basically you know basically everything there is about uh, TV knowledge. So. It, it, it's a story. Matlock is basically he's a lawyer that does a lot of investigating. Um, so he helps people out. In this case, so Billy Bob Thorne is in one um, 
episode of Natlock, which came out March 31st, 1987. This was season one, episode 22 of Matlock. Billy Bob Thornton played a pawn shop clerk. So basically, this girl um, witnesses a murder. She has a bunch of photography equipment. Um, She tries to go in to sell the equipment. It's not overly clear why she's selling this, but she goes into a pawn shop. It's expensive stuff. Uh, At the pawn shop, Billy Bob Thornton is working there. He says... Uh, I'll give you like, you know, 250 bucks. And then she says, that's it. He's like, take it or leave it. I mean, that's basically what his lines were in that. And then she, he, he gives her the money. It was five fifties. Um, he just had a bunch of fifties in his pocket. Didn't even have like a cash register, which I thought was weird. And uh, just gave her the money and then she ran out of there. Turns out the main girl in it was not the murderer. I'm going to do a little spoiler. Uh, but it's, it's, it's one of those shows like any of those CSI or any of those type of shows where like there is some sort of murder at the beginning based on this one episode I saw. <laughs> There's a murder at the beginning and then, you know, Matlock is trying to get somebody out of it or, you know, help somebody out that is falsely accused, something like that, right? That's what this scenario is. I'm assuming it's like all the CSI, it's basically a, you know, same sort of thing. Um what I will say is, you know, obviously this is fairly old but I did like some. There was something that stood out to me uh, with the writing that I did like. There was a there's a part where there's like kind of this model girl. She gets done with her shoot, and she goes over to like her little uh, mirror, and she kind of sneezes, and he's kind of standing there because he has to question her, and he says Gesundheit. And she says excuse me, and he kind of comes closer to her, and it's like he says, uh, oh, I said uh, Gesundheit, like because you sneezed, and she's like, oh, okay. It was a very. Um, it's one of it was it was a piece of writing that was very it's so small but it's a very unique sense of like a realistic Wait, conversation is Gesundheit German is that what that is uh it sounds German to me the only other one I know is like salud yeah yeah uh yeah sure German word for probably. health it's a it's the German word for health hmm. so Anyway, so, but in this... So in, why do you say that? Okay, so th- the reason like, this is good... When somebody sneezes. Okay, well, you say it's like, it's kind of like, uh, bless you, like, uh, you know, any of that sort of things, right? I know, but we say bless you, they say good health. Yeah, it's, none of it really makes any sense. Which I think is what salute means, too. Is like it's just like, a, it's so, a common courtesy to be like... What the fuck like, are we doing? The, the point is, the point is, Pat, is that the, the, the one line of having her saying, oh, what was that? Like, like in a normal... I, I don't think I would think in writing something to say to have a part where like the girl doesn't hear him the first time and he has to repeat himself. It's a very something that would happen, a very natural conversation, especially with somebody that you don't know. And you're like, who is this random guy talking to me? Like, what did you just say to me? But it was a very good. It was actually much better writing than I thought. It was much better acting than I thought. And um, it, but obviously it's an old it doesn't hold up as good as some of the you know, as some of the newer stuff, but actually is, I thought it was pretty well done for being, it was very watchable for a show that was, you know, that old at that point, you know, 34 years old. There's no way I'm getting through a single episode of that. I'm not, I'm not telling you to watch it, but I'm telling you if you were, if somebody no, I know you're wanted, not telling me to watch it. I'm yeah, just saying like, if given the option to watch it, I don't think there's, you know, a 1% chance that I don't <laughs> Well, it might not be middle tier for you, but for me, it's a middle tier, Billy Bob Thorne. And, uh, we will continue. Obviously, I'll give you a lot more info on Billy Bob next week uh, when we have Steed back and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I wanted to wrap it up there. 
Pat, if that works with you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you don't have anything else, right? No, I just okay. wanted to say it like that. Okay, appreciate it. Okay, sweet. So we're in new shows every Thursday. Uh, rate the show on iTunes and follow us on Chubstep, Instagram, Chubstep Podcast, and Instagram and Twitter and that kind of stuff. Yep, rate the show on iTunes. Show has ended. Rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.